in this bulletin. Social Services Minister Amanda Rishworth unveils new government policy on sexual consent. US President Joe Biden says he still believes in a two-state solution for the Palestinian people. And in football, Iraq stuns Japan at the Asian Cup. With the latest from the SBS Newsroom, I'm Sunila Wasti. Federal Social Services Minister Amanda Rishworth has announced the launch of the federal government's new policy framework on sexual consent. Data has shown that one in five women and one in 16 men have experienced sexual violence since the age of 15. Ms Rishworth says in order to change those figures, there needs to be better education around the subject. The research does show that uh, uh, not having a clear understanding of consent can really uh, lead to misinterpretation and indeed exacerbate sexual violence. What we need to do if we're going to turn the trend where one in five young people report an experience of sexual violence, uh, we need to ensure that we are turning that trend around and to do that we have to start uh, by making sure that there is clear awareness and understanding with our young people. The new framework is underpinned by five key concepts which specify that consent is voluntary and free, specific and informed, affirmative and communicated, ongoing and mutual and that it reflects the capacity of individuals. School communities are being urged to watch out for signs of forced marriage and to raise the alarm if they suspect a student is in danger. According to the Australian Federal Police, teachers and classmates are often best placed to spot human trafficking. The police say family history of leaving education early being uneasy about an upcoming family holiday, concerns about marrying at a young age and being worried about physical or psychological violence are common signs to look out for. Red flags also include control outside the home, such as surveillance, having limited control over finances or life decisions and restricted communications. Commander Helen Schneider of the Australian Federal Police said most reported victims are young women and girls, but the problem can also affect men and boys. More people are set to be evacuated from flood-hit regions amid ongoing heavy rain as another cyclone threat looms, putting coastal areas on alert. Far north Queensland is bracing for a second natural disaster in barely a month, while flooding has forced people to flee their homes in the Northern Territory. Intensifying activity in the Coral Sea is expected to result in the formation of Cyclone Kiralee by the end of Sunday. The Bureau of Meteorology's Dean Narramore says the cyclone won't be officially named until it is properly formed. US President Joe Biden says he believes a two-state solution is still possible for the Middle East after the end of the war in Gaza, following a phone call with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. That comes after Mr Netanyahu's statement saying his nation is entirely opposed to the idea. The conversation between Mr Biden and Mr Netanyahu marked the first time in almost a month that the two leaders had spoken. Mr Netanyahu says he's committed to helping the Palestinian people reach statehood after the end of Israel's military operations. There are a number of types of two-state solutions. There's a number of countries that are members of the UN that are still don't have their own militaries. A number of states that have limitations on And so I think there's ways in which this could work. The US military has reported attacks have been carried out against three Houthi ships. In a post on X, formerly Twitter, the US Central Command says these ships had been identified as a threat to cargo ships attempting to pass through international waters near Yemen. The post goes on to say the ships were struck and destroyed. The action is meant to make international waters safe for both the US Navy and merchant vessels. The Houthi rebels have repeatedly said they will continue to attack any ship that attempts to pass through the Red Sea 
and is found to have ties to Israel or its allies. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky has extended an invitation to former US President Donald Trump to visit Ukraine. It follows statements made by Mr Trump that he could end the war between Ukraine and Russia in a single day. The Ukrainian forces continue their attempts to fend off the Russian invasion, striking an oil depot in the Russian town of Klintsi, 50 kilometres from the Ukrainian border. It comes after two attacks via ballistic missile on Ukraine's largest cities, Kiev and Kharkiv, that left four people dead and 92 people injured. Mr Zelensky says that Mr Trump's ideas sound dangerous. When he himself says that, I will end the war in 24 hours, it seems to me that, how do I put this, very dangerous what he says is. I will explain. He will make decisions on his own, without, I'm not even talking about Russia, but without both sides, without us. In football, Iraq has defeated Japan two goals to one at the Asian Cup. It's one of the biggest upsets yet at the tournament. The victory for Iraq seals their spot in the next round of the tournament and puts the campaign of the Samurai Blue in jeopardy. Ayman Hussein gave the Iraqis a two-goal lead. His first goal scored in the opening five minutes and his second just seconds before the halftime whistle. Wataru Endo provided a lifeline for the Japanese after heading the ball home from a corner kick late in second-half injury time. But it proved insufficient and Japan will have it all to play for in their final match against Indonesia. Iraq will look to seal first place in the group when they face Vietnam in their last group stage match. I'm Sunil Awosti. That's the latest from the SBS Newsroom. 